Handy History Teaching Tips, blogs in a conversational style. Handy History Teaching Tips are conversational podcasts designed to help history teachers with tips, examples and ideas about history teaching. Sally Thorne, that's me, is a head of department and senior examiner. Helen Snelson was a head of department and now trains history teachers. Between us, we have more years classroom history teaching experience than we are going to admit here. Both of us regularly write resources and present at conferences. We are proudly history specific and practical in our approach. Our hope is that this podcast will become something of a problem page for history teachers. Think of Helen and I as your agony aunts. If you're wrestling with something particularly tricky and need some help, drop us an email at handyhistoryteachingtips at gmail.com or tweet us. I'm at Mrs Thorne and Helen is at Snelson H. And we will see what we can cook up between us. Hello, this conversation is part of the series All Things Saucy, Top Tips to Help Students Use Sources as Evidence. Hello, this podcast is about top tips for how to find sources to use in class. So it's a little bit different to the others in that we're just, Helen and I are just going to share a few of our favourite things. So these are the the kind of source collections that we dip into. Um, we, you know, it's important. We think that you, you have kind of a, a, a carefully chosen, every history teacher has a carefully chosen repertoire of historical sources that they use they might you might use year on year but it's also nice to kind of pop some fresh ones in every so often and to keep your ideas um yeah fresh I think I've stolen your line Helen (laughs) that's all right that's not a problem at all it's about enjoying that discovery with the kids isn't it and uh I think really as soon as you uh, get really really bored of something it's possibly time to be looking on there's no nothing more uh, tedious than a tedious teacher Mm. but um really going back to our ideas and looking closely and and as Sally says if you have a repertoire then it's amazing how every year the kids see something different for you it's absolutely brilliant anyway we are going to share a few of our favorite things um and hopefully things sites that you might not have found because just doing a google image search does uh, not necessarily kick up some really great stuff so i'm going to kick off with um a site called historiana historiana.eu run by uh, euroclio and they are building as we speak almost source collections from across all sorts of uh, galleries archives if you like doing the job for us and they're putting them together in content um sections and there's usually about 12 to 20 sources and I like the one uh, that I found recently for example that's World War One contributions from the colonies but they've got some other good stuff as well they've got medicine and anatomy in the renaissance like that one uh, views of Stalin I thought would be dead useful for A-level they've got some stuff on post-war Europe as well and then um, things like portraits of royal power so lots of stuff definitely one worth keeping an eye on as is a site called Europeana. Too many A's here today. Europeana. And um, the collection I like on there at the moment is the visions of war in World War One, because I found that there were images on there that I'd never seen and um, some really interesting paintings as well from the period. Really great for refreshing your your World War One uh, topic, but also when you want to let an image speak a thousand words because you're pushed for time and another work a site really worth keeping in touch with it used to be a complete heap of jumbled stuff but they are working very hard um, in order to put stuff into collections to make it more use of 
friendly for teachers. So, um, yeah, a, a, a one to keep an eye on that some of their medieval uh, religious paintings, for example, might get to a point where they become really useful again for getting across some key symbols for uh, religious imagery that kids might need to understand if they're doing a medieval topic, for example. What about you, yeah. Sally? Yeah, that that sounds great. And I, I think that a lot of um, uh, national archives and 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 so on are, are very good at, at you know at the moment they're they're doing a really good job of digitising their collections and making those useful um, for particularly for teachers. So the the national archives in particular um, I think have really released some amazing stuff. Um, I think if you you Google for national archives educational resources and that's what I would suggest because that should take you straight through to their collections and they've got over two hundred. Um, in there that are, you know they're just beautifully put together um, the ones that I found most useful because we teach the the Edexcel medicine unit for GCSE um, they've got some fantastic collections of sources um, from from uh, medicine on the western front um, which are just absolutely invaluable for the classroom I can always find something on there um, that's going to be yeah that's going to work really well so I can yeah really strongly recommend those collections how about you? Well, yeah, I've definitely got an eye on galleries that are doing this sort of stuff as well. The the Rieks Museum in Amsterdam has made all their images available in really high quality um, digital archives. And I think they're hoping, well, certainly I'm hoping as well, that other um, museums are going to do the same. I, I guess it's a matter of funding. But but actually, if you go to the Rieks Museum archive, it's, it's 17th century, a lot, quite a lot of it. And uh, yeah, it's the Netherlands. But Painters like Adrienne Delelli have got some really interesting pictures that I think would give a good sense of period that would work for 17th century for England as well um, in relation to, you know, it's this very similar sort of Protestant trading culture. Um, and in us trying to get a picture to speak a thousand words, to give a sense of what the interiors of homes were like, for example, at that time to, to get people to, yeah, just have that exactly a bit more of a sense of place and period. I think it would be dead useful. Yeah, I think it would also be helpful to say that you spell that <laughs> R-J-I-K-S Museum. So rig, did you say Riggs Museum? Oh, I'm sure I didn't say it correctly. No, I don't that's know. That's exactly how you spell it. You're right. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's R-J-I-K-S Museum. Um, and yeah, that, that one looks really good. Um, but, you know, there are also um, kind of source collections that have been online for a very long time so um, the Fordham University source book um, was launched in 1996 um, and it's still going um, I use this in particular for um, when I was teaching uh, American foreign policy for coursework at A level um, there are some just fantastic source collections this is where I found um, oh Gosh, it's been a long time since I've thought of these documents. I can't remember the number, but the USC document, the long telegram, all of those um, that those kinds of documents are there in their original form. Um, but, the, the, you know, the stuff goes back medieval um, as, as far as the medieval times. There's also they're organized by. Um, kind of theme as well so they've also got um, Islamic source collection lesbian and gay source collection um, and what I've been looking at particularly today um, is that they've got some on political strands so I also teach A-level politics um, and there are uh, source collections related to socialism liberalism um, nationalism so there's loads of stuff um, on that Fordham um, university medieval or sorry internet source book uh, that I think you'll find useful 
For documents, I think America as well, Library of Congress, um, they're working very hard to get things a lot more logical on there. The uh, lots of lots of interesting stuff if you're doing American stuff, particularly A level if you've got texts. But I think it's also worth having a look around um, at local or more regional museums. So. The Ashmolean Medieval Collection, if you were to Google Ashmolean Medieval Collection, that's the um, Oxford uh, Museum. They've got some gorgeous medieval images and objects all gathered to collect together in a collection with some teacher notes. Um, always like that one too. Absolutely mm. fab for doing a sort of sense of period and, and stuff about general medieval life and what mattered to these people. Absolutely, absolutely lovely. That sounds great. Um, and I, another one, you know, I'm doing quite a lot about um, migration and, and sort of more diversity in my curriculum um, over the past year. And the Migration Museum um, has some fantastic resources, particularly their 100 Images of Migration exhibition. Um, there's lots of photographs on there and that you can that you can make use of. Um, and they also under their education um, resource bank. Um, link on there they have links forward to lots of other different collections lots of other different websites um, that are really aimed at schools um, and supporting schemes of work um, so once you get into that it's it's you know like a um, I don't know a Pandora's box of amazing source that's kind of a negative thing isn't it but a, a, a labyrinth if you like of, of amazing resources that you can find yeah and the ultimate labyrinth if you haven't discovered it already is is I think Google Arts and Culture um, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, yeah, you can get so lost in there and it's always increasing. But I've got uh, very much into the one on Devenda, the 1989 uh, images. There's some just absolutely gorgeous images uh, from 1989. And they are a site that collects uh, collects uh, textual material as well. So I could we could talk a whole one of these podcasts on Google Arts and Culture. Just get in there and have a look around and see what would work for you if you haven't discovered it already. Yes. And once you've discovered it, send it to us and tell us so that we know what's there because uh, nobody's got time to look at it all. So share it, share it. It's good. Um, so some another one that I've been using for quite a long time is the British Cartoon Archive. Um, you can just find that at cartoons.ac.uk. And um, it has it, I think this has got a particularly good search function. So it is hosted by University of Kent and you can you, it's quite easy to find things within it. So I use this most often um, to find images, cartoons that are related to the suffragettes. But it's also fantastic for anything that you're doing, particularly in the 20th century. So anything about the welfare state. And there's a lot of Cold War images on there as well. Um, and it just it, it's really easy to find. And they're all there in one place. And they're usually quite nicely um, kind of it's got all of the provenance that you would need, where it was published, date, what the title of the cartoon is. Um, so it's, it's very thorough. Yeah, talking about all in one place, I came across the Web Gallery of Art, which is hosted by a couple of Hungarians. And they uh, what triggered there was Sally you talking about cartoons because they've got all the Hogarths for example in, in one case this great satirical art which I've used in the past for giving uh, again sense of period about 18th century London I mean obviously the, the very famous uh, gin um, uh, lane and beer alley mm. but they've also got the um, did I get that the right way around I think so but yes. they've also got the uh, <laughs> thank you I've they've also got the uh, really great ones on the uh, voting system and the corrupt voting system which uh, I've used for teaching about what the system was like before the great reform act then leading into a sequence about uh, the development of democracy in England and uh, just love the one with the guy sitting on the floor literally having his 
a brain washed with gin as a brick <laughs> is flying through the window. I mean, Hogarth's just oh, fantastic. Yeah. Just love it. Yeah, that was in the old Green Clare book, wasn't it? Like you had it over a big yeah. double page spread. It was fantastic. brilliant. Yeah. So, but I really want Top Nerd Award now as well, because I used to draw really, really rubbish uh, diagrams on the board of the three field system, trying to explain that. And my art is, as anybody I've taught will tell you, really not very good. Um, and the digital Bodleian has got pictures from Laxton with gorgeous images, like drawings of the field system, which isn't medieval, but it's the medieval system that Laxton still has to this day that they've always had. And they've got like little animals in the field and little horses and people ploughing and I just thought if only had known that when I was trying to scribble the three course four course rotational no not the three field system or whatever it was <laughs> my students would have been happy so yeah I recommend digital Bodleian for another good fossic yeah you are you are always my top nerd Helen that's that's a great <laughs> that's <a> nerdy fact, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's uh, something to, to come up with a, a, just to leave you with a few more general ideas so if you're just looking for inspiration on kind of a range of topics you don't really know what you're looking for and um, there are a few more that we can suggest that are more general so one of my favorites is Flickr um, so Flickr is just a big photo um, sharing site it's been around for a really long time um, it's a huge database of pictures and and sometimes it can be so big that it's, it's sort of overwhelming and off-putting but within Flickr there are lots of different groups um, and if you can find relevant groups um, then it's an exceptionally good resource particularly for pictures of places that you might not be able to find otherwise um, and this is where if I if I want to find a picture of a particular place or building I will always start with Flickr rather than Google Images because I'm more likely to find something that's useful um, so when I was teaching American West it really came into its own and um, because there are a few groups of, of enthusiastic Americans um, that travel along the Oregon Trail and they've added pictures of the Oregon Trail um, so the, a couple of favorites were the, the names of settlers carved onto Independence Rock you know that's that's 200 year old graffiti of, of well not quite 200 years but of people that have traveled um, and also kind of uh, where there is still what you can still see the ruts from the wagon wheels on the soft rock and various bits of the trail you know I'm, I'm never going to go to these places probably um, so being able to find that on Flickr was really helpful um another another big favorite is spartacus educational and if you you know if you haven't been on spartacus are you really a history teacher i i think there's there are some fantastic things on there what i think that site does really really well is that there are written sources so clips from written sources each article is accompanied by a few and they're kind of sitting there at the bottom um it's a gold mine an absolute gold mine it will save you hours and hours um because they're, they're just kind of all set up there for you um, it's a bit like I always think about Wikipedia entries and the footnotes. There's gold in the footnotes and it's the same in Spartacus. Um, but my my final tip for, for finding good sources is just to get get your head in that textbook cupboard and go for a rummage because, you know, textbook authors of old um, will have found many wonderful images that you can use and uh you know some poor person has had to ring up for the copyright of those um images so they're they're all just sitting there in the books you know i used to have a big history department cupboard full of very old textbooks and we found some fantastic things in there um so that would be my yeah if you if you really can't find it online look look you know take an antihistamine for the dust and then go and look look through the books 
And the antihistamine is vital for the dusty yes. narco, but thanks, Sal. That's brilliant. <laughs> that was literally just a few of our favourite things. And so to round up for today, our teacher wellbeing tip is when you find some amazing sources, share them on Twitter and Facebook and other social media. It's been a great Twitter stream this week where people have talked about their favourite source and how they use it. And it can take ages, as we all know, to find the perfect source. So if you find one, share it, 